Welcome in to the newest episode of the Hot Hangout Podcast. We're glad to have you here joining us for this one. We are going to have a blast today talking about the fifth episode of Ahsoka that we watched last night at the time of this recording. And uh, I think it's fair to say we were all pretty blown away for that. Before we get into any of the discussion, be sure if you're not already subscribed to the Hot Hangout Podcast over on YouTube, to hit the subscribe button over there. We also want to say a huge thank you to all the recent subscribers, especially over on YouTube. Um, since our last podcast episode, we have over 75 new subscribers, 75 uh, new folks here, hopefully listening to this podcast. So we want to wish you all a special welcome. Yes, hello, hello. <laughs> and uh, thank you, most of all. Thank you for uh, being subscribed to our YouTube channel. Uh, and additionally, I might add the reaction uh, that we posted yesterday. Uh, we're super thankful for all the love and support on that as well. One of the most uh, most watched and successful videos we've had. So uh, appreciate you all for that as well. Again, you can catch the audio version of the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you get, you get your podcasts. And check us out on the socials at Instagram, TikTok, and X. At Hoth Hangout on each of those. You can also always email us at uh, hothhangout at gmail.com. Any questions or thoughts you have about Star Wars or just anything otherwise, we would very much appreciate that as well. And uh, we do want to say, again, a special welcome if you managed to catch yesterday's reaction, which was uploaded to the YouTube channel. Uh, you know that Alex was here with us and joined us for the Episode 5 reaction. We are so uh, grateful to have Alex with us today as well to break down the fifth episode and hang out with us. What's going on, Alex? How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me again. Uh, last night was awesome, and I'm glad to be back and recap everything. Um, and I'm just so excited. I've really been enjoying Ahsoka and getting to watch it, and getting to watch it with you guys um, was even better. So it's just honestly been a blast, and I cannot wait to see where this goes with this mm -hmm. series. So, yeah. Yeah, it was it was so much fun. Again, <laughs> if anyone hasn't watched uh, both Joey and Alex and I's reaction to to last night's episode, it was it was a pretty fun one. So um, catch that if, if you haven't yet. And then, Joey, um, how are you doing, dude? I know you're not feeling you're feeling a little under the weather the past few right. days. Uh, yeah. So I found out yesterday I got the covid. So I am on under quarantine in this office slash stream room slash game room. I don't know if you can tell there's a bed back here for those that are watching the video version of the podcast. He was just going to go camping after. Yeah, after after we hit uh, the stop recording, I'm just going to jump over to bed and get to sleep. But I am feeling a lot better. Uh, last night after we did the reaction, I was pretty zonked out. So, uh, But I got a lot of good sleep last night, or the, today actually. So I'm here to talk a little bit of Star Wars with you all first. And let's have a good time talking about Ahsoka Episode 5. Awesome, yeah. Real briefly, I also wanted to ask you, Alex, what were your just very overall thoughts on not just episode five, really, but Ahsoka as a whole so far? I have really loved it. Um, I think it helped. I, I did watch some of the essential episodes that Disney put out. I thought that was really helpful, just kind of giving a refresh. And I think they've done a really great job of kind of blending a little bit of if you've not really been paying attention to Clone Wars, or um, Rebels, and for those of you who have. So I, I feel like they've done a good mix of being able to incorporate some of those things, those little Easter eggs that really give fan service. Um, and it's just been 
a really enjoyable experience um, overall. And it just, I'm excited. I'm, I'm hopeful for a, a season two. I, mm. I, I want to put that out there. Like I'm actually yeah. very excited to see where this goes and hopefully kind of the same a la, you know, Mandalorian, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I think this even has the chance to be perhaps even more successful than the Mandalorian. I think so I think you're right. Well, and yeah, and to note what you said as well about, you know, incorporating the Rebels stuff. Uh, I think there were several times where the three of us were watching last night and, we were, and they said something and we're like, oh, that was kind of a rep for the Rebels folks. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you're definitely, you're definitely right in that regard, yes. yeah. Uh, before we move on to just a short bit of news, we also do want to remind people that um, this is Alex's actually, well, including the reaction yesterday, technically the third time joining us uh, as a yeah. part of Hot Hangout. And uh, for anyone listening, if you haven't managed to catch Alex's first appearance on the Hoth Hangout channel. Um, Alex was on episode 39 of the Hoth Hangout podcast. Um, and that video will also be linked down in the show notes below if you're watching on YouTube uh, and you'd like to check that out. We would definitely recommend that as well. Uh, that was the week where where I was uh, MIA. And so Alex stepped in and was awesome on that episode. And so definitely give that one a listen after you're finished with this one today. And uh, you'll enjoy it as well. Definitely. Well, um, the first bit of news we have before we hop into some uh, Ahsoka Episode 5 talk is related to another Star Wars show, actually. This one, however, is Skeleton Crew. Um, we got some unfortunate news. I think it may have been the Bespin Bulletin that um, that debuted this news or that broke this news regarding the release date of Skeleton Crew. Um, it has been delayed, unfortunately. The original release date for this was I want to say November of this year, 2023, uh, and now reports are stating that it could potentially be as late as November of 2024. Mm -hmm. um, and this is one that actually we were talking just right before we started recording that I admittedly don't know a ton about, and I, I was on the wiki uh, reading it. And so there's this really short synopsis that's basically just that the series follows four kids who end up on an adventure to make their way home after being lost in the galaxy following a discovery they make on their home planet. Do either of you have any, like, more thoughts on the Skeleton Crew? Because I honestly am a little bit uh, ignorant when it comes to the specifics of what this show might be about, other than that brief sort of synopsis that, that I just read there. I, I think was... The uh, same... Oh, go ahead, Joey. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I I didn't know much about it outside of that as well. Mm -hmm. I mean... I remember it coming out during the celebration and there was the, I think the cast came up on stage and all that, but outside of that, I kind of, I kind of forgot about it to be honest. And, and I didn't even know it was actually coming out in November this year either. So that was a little bit of a shock. Yeah. Same for me. I remember the, seeing that in, in, in the notes, I remember that name, the title of the, the show, but it was very vague. And I also had to go look it up and see, what was this about so i i can i understand a little bit more about it so yeah yeah i all, all i really knew was i knew jude law was in it and he's one of my favorite actors and so i was like ah i'll watch it you know and of course it's star wars so i'm gonna watch it no matter what but um however we will have to be uh we have to wait to watch it nonetheless as it will be be it will be pushed back uh likely a whole nother year potentially from its original release date so look for this to come out sometime toward the end of 2024 now more than likely and if any of you listening out there uh, have any thoughts on skeleton crew let us know as well down in the uh, comments of the youtube video or uh, tweet at us on the socials uh second piece of news and this is i think one that 
most excites me of everything we'll be kind of talking about in terms of news today. Um, there is a book uh, written by John Jackson Miller called The Living Force. This book will come out at the time of this recording, uh, September 13th, 2023. We're roughly about seven, eight months away from the release of this book on April 9th of 2024. Uh, but basically, the concept for this book is that it takes place a year prior to the events of Phantom Menace, Episode 1. And it's kind of an in-depth look into the members of the Jedi Council at this point in time. Which, for me, again, I love this era. This is one of my favorite areas, uh, favorite eras of Star Wars. And I'm super pumped to hopefully get to read this in just a short eight months' time. Uh, anything in particular regarding this novel that excites you, Alex? I think what you said about, you know, learning more about the Jedi Council. Um, the era of episodes one, two, and three has always been my favorite. Um, really? I didn't know that. Yes, those are my favorite. Yes, uh, Team Prequels. Episode three is just... I'm going I to bed. put that on loop. <laughs> Joey's going to bed early. <laughs> um, so I'm very excited. I, I have yet to read much of the Star Wars books. I'm slowly hoping to... I'm hoping to get into those slowly. So I'm very excited as this is coming out. I feel like I love learning a lot about that kind of era and you know as we're seeing even a little bit in these in the shows that come out you know that there was a lot of not necessarily friction but how they kind of came about you know obviously they're trying to be impartial to a lot of things that are going on in the in the with with the senate and things like that and so it'd be interesting to see how that all kind of ties in and i just i love any type of jedi council lore because it's just awesome yeah me, me too joey uh did you notice any anyone in particular on this for those of you watching the video version of the podcast the cover art for the novel is, is being shown on screen and um there's a few different jedi on the council in there any any stand out in particular to you i know you're a big uh, Deepa Balaba fan. I mean, Deepa Balaba. I'm really interested in learning about. We got a lot of Plo Koon in the in the Clone Wars mm -hmm. um, animated series, so more Plo Koon I, I would be excited for. But that's Yaddle, right? Is that who we're seeing there? Yeah, on the yeah. right. So which we got to see in Tales of the Jedi. We got to see it in Tales of the Jedi, but I want to see even more Jedi Council. So the, the, this is what I like about the books. There, these types of characters may not be able to carry their own shows necessarily, but to have you know either their short stories or something about them written, comic books or what have you, it's always cool to learn more about characters like this that were important. Obviously, they're the Jedi Council, very important to the story, but they just didn't have enough gusto to have uh, warrant a full full on movie or show. So I'm ex I'm definitely excited to read this one next. What do we say, April? April 9th, 2024. April 9th, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of these characters just operate so much on the periphery of like you know, what we know is Star Wars that when we actually get to learn more about their backstory and their lore, it's like really just, you know, it provides a lot of depth to the world, which is pretty cool mm -hmm. in my opinion. Especially my guy Yoda. He was my favorite character. I mean, he still is one of my favorites, but he was my favorite Star Wars character for so long. So. And it should be, it should be mentioned that uh, that author, uh, John Jackson Miller, right? Yes. He uh, also wrote another book. That was the one with Hera and Kanan. What was oh. it called? It was, oh, A New Dawn. A, A New, New Dawn. Dawn. He wrote yep. that too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He did He did write that book too. So 
definitely a, a favorite of a lot of Star Wars readers too. So this is going to be a good one. That's interesting. I start. There's so many great Star Wars writers, and most of them are very talented to the point where they don't even focus on an era. Like that is, you know, during obviously like between three and four, between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. And then he's like doing something completely different mm -hmm. from that and going back to before the prequels. So um, speaks to his talent as an author, I would say. But yeah, be on the lookout for that coming out on April 9th, 2024. Um, and then lastly, we wanted to mention uh, briefly again, and again, this is our last point of news before we start talking about the fifth episode of Ahsoka, is that uh, Joey and I were recent guests on the Star Wars Hangout podcast. Yes, that is a different podcast than the Hoth Hangout podcast. Um, <laughs> hosted by Ezra, his YouTube channel. You can find him uh, both at Star Wars Hangout as well as, I think it's Master Badger 77. Yeah. Um, but we'll have the link to the specific episode that we were on down in the show notes as well. Um, if you're interested in checking that out, it was basically not only were we talking about the fourth episode of Ahsoka, with Ezra, which by the way, yeah, his name is Ezra, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but we were also kind of just talking about Joey and I, uh, giving a little insight into our history as Star Wars fans as well. So um, again, that will be down in the show notes if you're interested in watching that. Okay, that's all the news we have for today. So uh, I feel like it's about time to to hop into the fifth episode of Ahsoka. Um, before we talk about the specifics of it, um, I think it's worth talking just in terms of a general overview of the episode. Um, I have something I want to share. It was actually a comment from our reaction video that we posted uh, at, on Wednesday morning. Uh, and maybe I can share this after we hear from both. Or I'll, I'll go ahead and share it now, actually, uh, just while we're here. Uh, the, the comment was from a user on YouTube, and I want to make sure I get uh, credit to the commenter. This is from Slip Six Hazard, um, and so Slip Six Hazard on YouTube says, "Part of what I really love about Ahsoka this episode is her learning to see Anakin as her master again, and not just as the man he has become, Vader. Getting rid of that guilt she felt for not being there for him and realizing the good that was once in him is still within her." It really reminded me of the Luke versus Vader fight. Despite everything Vader has done, Luke still could see the light good in his father, and I think Ahsoka needed to learn that as well. I've seen some complain, and he writes like a little like rolling the eyes emoji <laughs> face, uh, about this being just member berries and didn't propel the plot, but for me personally, it was just a great character episode for Ahsoka, especially if you've seen Clone Wars and everything she went through with Anakin. 100 out of 10 episode, and visually probably the best live-action Star Wars to date. I, I would actually probably... I, I, I want to agree with this comment in almost every regard. Uh, I, I Especially the very end. Like I loved the episode visually. And again, we'll talk more about that later. But um, So I just I wanted to share that because I thought it was a very insightful and, and well-written comment. And uh, we appreciate, again, when people leave those sort of comments on the channel, it it makes us as Star Wars fans think a little bit deeper about what we watch as well. Um, so let me get into the episode now, the overview. Um, Joey or Alex, whoever wants to go first, just real, uh, what did you think about the episode? I guess first, uh, what were your overall thoughts after finishing it? We had our brief thoughts at the end of the reaction, but now that you've had like a 24-hour period to sort of mentally digest it, how are you feeling about it now? Uh, we'll start, I guess we'll start with Alex, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I actually rewatched it today, um, this morning, and I feel like watching it again, it got even better. Um, and listening to that comment, or, or you know, listening to you read that comment, I completely one hundred percent agree. And um, I think I had upped my ranking to like a nine point five out of ten, just because I feel like it honestly visually was so wonderful. But I think. I brought this up in in the reaction video, but it kind of made you feel emotional because you felt like you were really going on this journey with um, a master and a Padawan, you know, in that relationship. And it's been talked about a lot in other Star Wars episodes, but I felt like this one has, especially if you watch Clone Wars and Rebels, you had really gone on this journey with them and it kind of wasn't finished right there were things left unsaid and I felt like that's kind of what we got to see where if you've ever been in that type of situation with someone or like a relationship or a friendship where it's like you kind of got closure um, I kind of felt like she was able to you know get some sort of closure on things that were left unsaid and I just felt like it was a really great emotional like almost like gut punching episode where I'm like oh yeah I feel that like I feel everything that even when they didn't say anything during their fight I felt like everything was being said <laughs> yeah Joey what about you yeah I also watched it as well and just seeing and I, you know I mentioned this last episode that you could tell there's a difference in Ahsoka when she noticed it was Anakin at the end of the last episode, you know, even that little bit, you know, the way she said master, the way she said Anakin, you know, it was just a little bit different than the stronger force that, you know, we, we've come to, to see in the first few episodes of uh, the series and for her to be a little bit more vulnerable and, but, it, but they still have their banter going back and forth, you know, where she says, you look the same. He says, you look old, you know? So just like things like that, it just hit home with all the clone wars episodes that we've watched and you know the, the so we know the history that we have and i think they did a really good job at the casting of young ahsoka i think they did a really good job of so good. you know th yeah. they did a really good job of um making us feel like these aren't separate characters if that makes sense you know that the, these are the same this is the same person that we've come to know you know rosario dawson's ahsoka yeah. ashley Eckstein's ahsoka and now this little girl's ahsoka you know uh, it's all the same person. So uh, I just really enjoyed that. And yeah, I, I, I was watching again, same thing, Alex. It was kind of a gut punch just seeing that and really taking it in. I think last night when we were watching it, there was just so much going on that I might not have been able to completely process everything. And we even mentioned as such last night where I think we're going to need another watch to to really soak it all in. And then we have comments like that on the YouTube channel to give us a little bit more insight, a little bit different perspective uh that makes it even better to watch oh yeah i also want to highlight the young ahsoka thing that you mentioned uh ariana greenblatt the, the name of the actor the green black green blot um not sure exactly how to pronounce her name but uh she's been in several huge uh blockbuster movies now she most recently was in barbie she mm -hmm. was the you know the the daughter in the barbie movie uh, and then prior to that, she was young Gamora in the Marvel franchise for, yeah. for Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Uh, so 
uh, busy, busy actress and, <laughs> and, and well-deserved and well-earned. I mean, she, I mean, she didn't miss a beat with young Ahsoka. I, I mm-hmm. thought, like yeah. you said, that was, that was oh, yeah. perfect casting. That was, was pretty great. But, um, I, I think in regards to this episode, I am so on the fence. One of the things I was thinking about, I'm on the fence with which episode I liked more between episode four and five, because they're definitely my two favorite of the season so far. But I, I would, I want to say episode five, but I think that's mostly for the nostalgic effect of it. Mm-hmm. Like there was so much just Clone War stuff in there that I, I just, I couldn't help but smile through that. But I can totally understand someone on the outside who has never seen Clone Wars or Rebels, for that matter, watching this show and thinking, oh, episode four is definitely the best because that's when we saw the Anakin reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, which, to be fair, is another reason maybe you would like episode four more than five is that there is this like massive, like, holy cow moment in episode four. Where there is definitely some cool moments in episode five. There's not that same, like, this is Anakin reveal. Like there mm-hmm. was in the previous episodes, but all that to say, I personally think I liked episode five slightly more than four, but I think it would not be. I I think it'd be fair to say that the general consensus amongst people who might have not seen the animated series might like episode four more. I don't know if that's the same vibe that you got or not. I could see how that could be, you know, but. You know, even even when we were watching it, we were like you said, we were calling out like, "Oh, that's for the people who may not have seen." You know, so not not having that kind of in our, you know, we have that in our back pocket. You know, so we were thinking like, "Oh, this is," we know exactly where that's from. Even before she said Siege of Mandalore, I think you may have said it already, or you know, mm-hmm. those things like that. So just that enjoyment level is just going to be a little bit higher. Uh, not not better. I'm not going to say better. I think it's just. I think, you know, we we will enjoy, you know, tad bit more because, you know, we're eating good right now. This is the kind of things that uh that we're we're happy to see. Yeah. Like we always say, it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. <laughs> right. <laughs> um so just to kind of walk ourselves through the episode and, and we'll stop and we'll touch on certain topics more than others. Um mainly we're gonna be talking probably a fair amount about the world between worlds and and I could also see, to, to the point we just mentioned, this is probably something that's the most confusing to someone who didn't see Rebels. Um, yeah. They're like, what is it? It feels just like so outside the realm of Star Wars film, like the movies that oh, we're yeah. used to seeing, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, you know, I guess I could see how it'd be frustrating. But I, again, I'm, maybe I'm putting the, uh, what's the phrase, the horse is ahead of the wagon or something <laughs> like that, because we'll be talking about the world between worlds here in a, in a little bit, but. Um, the episode opens with Hera rather than Ahsoka, uh, and Hera is landing on and and Ahsoka pronounced the name of this planet differently at the end of the episode. Did you catch that? Was it Satos? Is that how she said? Yeah, it? she said it was either Satos or Sat. I think it was Satos. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but we I've been saying Setos the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> so right. I don't know. So apparently it's Satos. Satos, one of the two. <laughs> uh, anyways, so they they the scene opens. Uh, Hera and Jason are on. Satos, Satos, uh, and they're sort of trying to figure out what has happened to Sabine and Ahsoka. Uh, Hera hears something, discovers Hu Yang, who is holding the helmet of Sabine. Uh, and Joey, you <clears throat> mentioned during the reaction, you're like, "Man, I didn't know droids could have this much emotion." <laughs> it reminds me of uh, was a B two emo in uh, Andor. Right. Remember that yeah. droid? Yeah. But but we could understand what Hu Yang's saying. Yeah. 
Uh, Alex, how do you feel about Huyang so far? I think Joey and I talked about him a little bit, but he's he's one of our like most surprising, uh, surprisingly enjoyable characters of the show so far. I was gonna say, I think it was by like episode two of the show. I remember telling one of my friends, I'm like, I I love him. I'm like I'm falling in love with this. You know, I'm I'm definitely like a CP CP. Uh, 3PO or 2D2 type of person like those are my original droids but I I think the added of you know he's he's not he's droid like but he also like like we've seen in this episode I think it made me fall in love with him more of just having that emotion and he just the timing that they've given him in a lot of the episodes I feel like works really well to the advantage of the scene or what's happening to kind of like move the story along which I think really um mm -hmm. kind of creates that difference that you know in in some instances the droids are put there for comedic relief and I feel like yes he has had those moments but at the same time like especially in this when we were watching and Joe was like you could immediately just feel the emotion from his look even though his face can't move you know and <laughs> it's just coming from his eyes or his voice so i really i really love that yeah that's a great point i'm glad you said something about the comedic relief he feels like the first droid who is so much more than just comedic yeah. relief mm -hmm. yeah. yeah like you know there's certain droids that like obviously have importance in the story and whatnot but who yang displays emotion in ways that even droids like c3po can't and I don't know, just exactly. And it's funny because he's obviously not a human, but they find a way of, uh, you know, either whether it's their humor or sadness or despair, uh, he he feels human in many ways. Yeah. But, uh, Hu Yang, surprising character in the show so <laughs> far. So uh, we jump over to Ahsoka shortly after this scene, uh, and after we learn that the name of the episode is Shadow Warrior, uh, we see Anakin wanting to finish training with ahsoka uh within the world between worlds and perhaps the most surprising part about this scene is when ahsoka kind of questions like what training like what are you talking about anakin's response is basically like live or die yeah. and you're mm -hmm. like whoa like hold on buddy here like is go. this yeah yeah what's about to happen here uh, what was your like gut reaction when you when you first uh heard him say that and maybe this time i will we'll go joey and then alex well, I think the surprise was it seems like she had died. I mean, that's that's kind of where that's kind of what it looked like to me because he said something to the effects of, you know, you still have a chance then because she, she responded in a certain way and she's like a chance of what, you know, and then she said to live. So that implying that she actually did die in that fight against Balin. And yeah, I thought I thought that was I don't know, like just knowing, just to have that thought that, you know, even just for a little bit that Ahsoka died, this just kind of blew my mind a little bit. And if that's the way, and we still kind of don't know how she got brought into the world between worlds, right? Whether this is the pathway, do all the Jedi kind of go here? That was kind of what I was thinking. Like, is this what happens when the Jedi first die? They end up here. And then go off into the you know as to be part of the force as they say after they die you know is is this the entryway is is this their you know pearly gates if you will <laughs> you know um just the just a lot of thought you know that you have to go into it just to even be here so now that he is saying to finish her training you just wonder like well what does that even mean like how 
how are you going to get her back? And, you know, so all of this stuff. So my mind is, you asked me, you know, what did I think? My mind was just scrambled at this point. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Alex? What were you thinking? I think I it immediately hit me when he said, you know, to live or die. It's like, okay, well, then we kind of know what position she's in. And then it kind of starts to slowly hit you, like Joey mentioned, of like, oh, like she actually did die. Because, of course, you think, oh, well, she's the protagonist. Like, she's, why would she die? Why would we think she's going to have that happen? But as soon as he said, finish your training, I actually got really excited because it's like, okay, great. We're going, I kind of just immediately went into the thought of, you know, we will get to hopefully see things or there will be more interaction with them that um, I think, like I mentioned, you know, things left unsaid. I was interested to see, okay, what's going to come out of this training? Because I feel like, yes, they are in a, a, a lightsaber battle or a duel, but at the same time, this is more than that. Like he's showing her more than that. Um, while while being you know it's a mental it's a mental training is kind of how I got uh, what I got out of it and so that made me really excited because I felt like okay they're gonna show us these things and almost like little tidbits and treats that we as Star Wars fans have kind of been hoping you know Mm -hmm. can we can we finally get to see these things so I was actually really excited I really first of all I love you know Anakin he is my absolute favorite but um and so I think it was just really like a wonderful scene to kind of grasp the audience um obviously it gives you more questions about world between worlds as joey said how do we get here is this what all jedi go through um but yeah it was really exciting exciting moment yeah i think the uh the main thing as as you said not an exciting moment for sure and i i was just i had confusion i was i just was (laughs) Feeling those feelings of like, so if she is dead, does she have essentially what I was thinking through is like, so she has the choice to live, but if she has the choice to live, does that make her dead? Is kind of what my thought process was. Or is this like, you know, as Joey said, like some sort of like, uh, like limbo place where Jedi go as soon as they, they uh, move on from, I don't know. Another thought I had um, in regards to who or how she got into the world between worlds. Um, another thought that I, I was tossing around, and I think I may have seen this on a different panel or something on YouTube, is that um, it could have been like the daughter that pulled her in to the world between mm. worlds. Uh, and again, for anyone maybe who's listening to this who hasn't seen Clone Wars or Rebels and you're like, whose daughter? Um, there, <laughs> is a, there is a arc within the Clone Wars called the Mortis arc, where it sort of is an examination of what the Force is, and there is a uh, the, the daughter, the son, and the father. Uh, the father represents the balance, the son represents the darkness, and the daughter represents the light. And so Ahsoka has this little owl that follows her around, Morai, who is like the embodiment of the daughter. And so that, that was something I thought about. Maybe mm, that was who pulled her into the, the world between worlds, but um, so shortly after this, um, um, looking through my notes here, uh, Joey, do you want to take this point on the note? Cause I, I'm like reading this writing and I'm like, right. uh, I'm like not following what, what I, so, what, what I wrote here. <laughs> so I didn't notice this when we first watched it, but when I did a rewatch, I had the captions on 
And apparently Captain Carson says uh, to to Hera that Senator Organa uh, oh. is covering for Hera is is covering for Hera because Hera had taken the ships and right. the squadron and everything. So apparently Senator Organa was the one that actually had been covering for her. I completely I, missed that. I and completely, watched through the first time. I can't even believe I we completely missed it the first watch through. When I, I watched it again, re-watch. yeah. When I watched it again, because it's kind of like, you know, but I, it's Captain Carson, so I'm I'm like really, you know, I'm really watching. So I I watched it and I'm like, wait, did she he say Senator Organa? And you know, if I'm wrong, somebody call me out on it. But I, I'm pretty sure that's what he said that, that Senator Organa was covering for them. So I thought that was a uh, a cool cool little. Uh, uh call back to our friend senator organa so i was re- the reason i was so confused is because in our note in our show notes i read it as senator organa and my mind immediately went to bail organa and i was like uh-huh. is it is it he yeah <laughs> no not and not was, that organa i was so confused one. okay okay there's uh, another one good catch though <laughs> i i definitely did not catch that yeah. the first time and, and again it's probably it probably is a like somewhat of a joint effort between leia and uh mon mothma although during the transmission later in the episode uh i think it's mon mothma who calls Hera on the on mm-hmm. the calm and is like i can't cover for you anymore basically uh yeah. so basically all that to say Hera's uh support at the new republic senate is kind of no longer <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and you see this new republic fleet sort of start to make their way uh, to try to return her because she really hasn't captured any evidence or hasn't captured Morgan Elsbeth and can't really uh, provide concrete reasoning for why the New Republic should be supporting her in this quest. Uh, and then she even has a quote at one point, and she says, what good is a high rank if you can't use it every now and then? Yeah, every now and then, yeah. meaning every episode of Ahsoka. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, interestingly, this was, I think, something that got overlooked as one of the best parts of the episode, the next thing we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and moving forward in Star Wars, this will become probably more and more interesting to discuss as to how they'll go about this character. Uh, Jason Sindula, the son of uh, Hera Sindula and Kanan Jarrus, at one point hears lightsaber fighting over the ocean. And, you know, this is this world between worlds. We still don't have a full grasp of kind of what exactly it is. And I'm not sure if we ever will. But in some ways it operates or exists almost I mean, as the name suggests, between worlds. Like, this is not the, like, tangible, like, it's not a place per se, is what I'm trying to say. And so, um, that for him to be able to, like, hear this, to interpret this almost through the Force, even though he's so young and and uh, has these untapped abilities, and you even hear Hu Yang say that, you know, when, I think it's Carson who asks, you know, what, why, what's going on? Uh, Hu Yang says, Jason has abilities. His father, Kane, and Jairus was a Jedi. And then humorously, <laughs> Carson responds, okay. <laughs> um, great. Yeah, yeah. But talk a little bit uh, as well to what you think Jason's role, maybe in Ahsoka, but perhaps even more largely within sort of the New Republic era of Star Wars will be moving forward. Uh, and especially as it pertains to his abilities, because it seems like he's pretty strong in the Force, at least it would indicate that from having watched this episode. Um, Alex, what are your thoughts on on Jason? Yeah, I I definitely get the feeling that either we're going to see more of Jason because obviously they're giving us a you know obviously an uh, an example of 
his his powers already being there, you know, his ability to sense these things, especially we I think he had said in the episode, do you hear that? And we are all like, what do you hear? What what are we listening for? <laughs> um, and so I think it's it's going to be interesting what his journey is. I'm very excited um, if they if they definitely dive down that road, whether it's in, you know, another series, other episodes within Ahsoka um, or obviously they could play around with him as a character later and in, in, in kind of any other series or or lore. I'm always up for, you know, finding out more about different characters, like we've said, that that may not be in the current realm yet. So I think it was great for us to just kind of delve into like, oh, yeah, Jason, you know, like you said, Jason is the father of Kate or is the son of Caden and everyone else like, OK, what does that mean? You know, and but <laughs> hopefully it, it has people kind of getting into who those characters are and getting more interested, even if you don't know or didn't watch Clone Wars or Rebels. And I think I had, I had said that um, maybe in, in my other podcasts or the other episodes that I was on, but just, you know, getting people interested in the fact that there are so many characters in this world. I mean, it's not just uh, as my dad likes to think, episodes four, five, and six. There's so many more <laughs> characters that are not even touched or within, like, we've learned so many things as Disney's put out things, as books have come out. So I'm definitely very excited for the future of Jason to see where that goes, whether it's in this series or or something else. We might even see, like, a reverse effect at some point of people who mm -hmm. haven't seen those shows and then watch Ahsoka, and they're like, oh, I want to know more about those characters, mm -hmm. so I'm exactly. going to go watch the shows now, which is exactly. pretty cool as well. Yes. Uh, Joey, what did you think about Jason? So, this is the question I didn't want to answer, and you're oh, going to hear why. Interesting. You're going why to hear, is that? You're going to hear why. I'm curious. So, he's not around during Force Awakens, mm. and what has happened with Jedi since then? Well, I remember Luke had a school for some of the Jedi's. Oh. Does he become one of the students? Do you think he's a knight of Ren or a Kylo does he Ren become victim? does he does he become right? Does he become a knight of Ren? Does he end up not making it out of the Jedi Temple? You know, so that that's that's where my conspiracy theory, you know, thoughts went when I saw that Jason is around right now, and uh, that's been dwelling around in my head. Hopefully, that's not what happens. Maybe he just is just this rogue Jedi for so long. I mean, his dad—that's very much what his dad did for a long time. You know, he was just kind of this Jedi or the Jedi trained. Um, and who knows? Well, but you know, to go towards a less dark storyline, maybe Ahsoka takes him under her wing. You know, at some point, maybe you know, it's both Sabine and him. Uh, learning from Ahsoka. That's the the happier ending that I'm hoping for. Uh, but it's possible that it that it ends that other way too as well for him. Did uh, did either of you think it was weird, or perhaps did it even bother you that Hera was able to hear the lightsabers? Well, did she? I couldn't really tell if she was able to or not. Uh, the way they depicted it, it very much mm -hmm. sounds like like they once Jason seem, explains yeah. it to her, she's like, "Oh, I do hear it," sort of thing. Which right. she's not force sensitive, at least in Rebels, mm -hmm. she's definitely not. Right. right. And I think as as you know, we're parents, right, Alex? I, sometimes you just say that to your kids, just to be like, <laughs> maybe that's what it was. I've been like, 
My son's like, did you hear that? Sure. Yeah, I did. She pats Jason on the head. Right. Sure, I hear it. We'll <laughs> pretend to close our eyes together and listen. Yeah. What they didn't show was her kind of peeking over at her son, like, kind of looking, you know. <laughs> like, is, she uh, done? Yeah, is he would, done yet? I would love to know kind of, like, the mindset between uh, maybe amongst the showrunners as to whether they intended to have it seem like Hera and hear the lightsabers or not. Um, not that it's like a big thing, but it's sort of the same thing that we talked about with Sabine before the show even started. For her to be like suddenly this like force sensitive person after not being for all of Rebels is kind of like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't know about that, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe it is a little bit unclear in regards to Hera, but I thought I thought that was worth bringing up because um, that was something I thought about. I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, so shortly after, uh, Jason hears the lightsaber fighting, which is taking place in the world between worlds between Ahsoka and Anakin. Um, you know, Anakin is not only is he, uh, you know, battling Ahsoka in, a, in this lightsaber duel. Did you feel like in some sense he's like holding back just a little bit? Um, I don't know if there may be a little bit here and there, but man, that fight was so awesome, though. I mean, yeah. Just in general, I, I I don't I don't know if I don't know. What do you think, Alex? Did you think that he was like pulling his punches at all? Um, it definitely it, it felt a little different to me. I feel like I would have to go back and maybe watch, um, you know, in in other instances where they showed him fighting. But I can kind of see what Ben's saying, where it kind of just fell off a little mm. bit based on, um, maybe like previous times we've seen him like holding back or holding his punches just to kind of give i don't know why if it was that way on purpose or to kind of give her more push to um you know to live um mm. that i'm not sure of, but i can i can definitely see your point with that ben that it, it just it did felt feel a little off um with you mentioning that or at the very least going like slightly easier when he's Anakin as opposed to when he's Vader. Yeah, he's yeah. Vader. I would I would I would I would say I'd agree with that more, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in, in part of the battle ensuing, he kind of like shatters the floor that they're standing on, which is made almost of like this ethereal light, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um and so Ahsoka falls, lands, and it's cloudy and hazy. And uh you're looking at her and you're like, looks like she shrunk a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and so you, you notice, of course, that this is a, a step back in time, if you will, to the Clone Wars era. And I correct me if I'm wrong, other than like the Battle of Geonosis uh, and maybe a few things here and there in Revenge of the Sith. This is really like perhaps the best look at the true Clone Wars era of what it would have been like on the battlefield, you know, fighting the separatists uh, with these, I think, first generation clones in this episode. Uh, and so Anakin has this this quote he says at one point as well. He says, when Obi-Wan taught me, you're keepers of the peace, but now to win this war, I have to teach you to be a soldier. And you can see kind of the conflict within young Ahsoka. Uh, and you know, she's, she's, she's basically telling him that that's not what she wants to be. Like, what if she doesn't want to fight? What if she says, what if I want to stop fighting Anakin? And then, of course, his response, which is similar to his response that he gave her just a couple minutes prior up before they fell is yeah. he says, well, then you'll die. So sort of this, again, live or die concepts. It, it was interesting to me the, the way they approached sort of 
the Ahsoka transformation from the beginning to the end of this episode, I thought they were going to focus more on her, like, casting off the guilt that she had for Anakin turning to the dark side. And mm. there were definitely elements of that. But I felt a lot more so it was like this desire to just live rather than like the shedding of guilt that they focused on a lot. I mean, the mm -hmm. whole thing with Anakin is like, you have to like keep going, like otherwise you're going to die. Uh, and so I don't know. What did you think about this scene? I guess is, is all I'm really trying to ask. Um, whoever wants to go. Yeah. Go ahead, Jerry. <laughs> okay. I'll go. <laughs> um, I mean, I thought, I thought visually it was stunning. Uh, part of me wanted to see a little bit more. I mean, I think one of the YouTube comments said that, you know, it was purposely hazy and foggy yep. to show confusion and not un fully understanding, which I get. But part of me wants to be a little bit selfish and kind of see, you know, the entire landscape of, you know, all the tanks and all the things, but whatever. So, um, but yeah, just seeing, I think this is what Alex alluded to earlier is just those feelings that you had the first time you had seen Clone Wars, the first time you'd seen Ahsoka and Anakin kind of be together worked together when she was much younger as his Padawan. So I think the I think they really hit all of the notes there. And just like you were saying, Ben, the, the progression of Ahsoka from here, and then we'll talk a little bit about, you know, when she's in the Siege of Mandalore and, you know, eventually back between the world between worlds, uh, just to have that progression and seeing how she understands, you know, you know, who she is, not so much of who he wanted her to be. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I, I think I agree with with both of your sentiments in that um, I think that it was really great to see, obviously, these scenes come to life um, with, you know, stuff that we've seen in Clone Wars and seeing them in this, you know, seeing a younger Ahsoka interact with Anakin. Um, and I kind of felt like this even and I know we've talked about this earlier, but even as someone who maybe didn't see Clone Wars or didn't know anything about their prior relationship, I felt like you could still look at this and you could still kind of understand that there was, you know, what their relationship was prior to to everything happening. And um, so I thought it was still a great way for them to get that story across, obviously, even without having that background knowledge. Obviously, for us, we're like, this is amazing. Um but I thought that was a great way for them to still get these little scenes in there to say, okay, well, there's a big, broader story out there. We're going to give you like the shortened version of what she went through. Um, and then I wanted to, I, the one thing to touch on was just the way he had mentioned, like you, you said, Ben, um, him saying that, you know, Obi, Obi-Wan taught me about, you know, when we were together, it was about peace and keeping this peace. And now things have kind of changed. And I have to change the way that I'm teaching you, whether you like it or not, that this is the way that things are, you know, mm -hmm. that we're keepers of it's peace, but in like a different way is kind of how I interpreted it is that maybe she didn't quite understand that as she in the when she was younger, and then maybe kind of helping reiterate that idea of you need to fight and like you want to fight to live. And even though you're getting frustrated with all of these inconveniences now that you're you're older, you still kind of have to have that fight in you. And I, I really enjoyed these scenes. Yeah. 
this there were so many small easter eggs in these scenes too um mm -hmm. the the storm or i guess yeah the sorry not the stormtroopers the clone troopers at this point in time um had the blue streaks on their armor which again anyone in the comments can correct me if i'm wrong in this but i think that indicates that these are uh members of the 501st which are like anakin's personal like the clone troopers that were that were with him throughout the clone wars so um, that was pretty cool to see we got to see a look at live action uh, Ryloth, which, which there's a, a big portion of the animated shows that focus on Ryloth, the homeworld of, of the Twi'lek species, like what Hera is, and um, uh, uh, many other uh, characters within the Star Wars universe. And anyways, all that to say, so that was, those were cool additions. Uh, and, and another one, which was pretty neat to see, was that they focused on the Siege of Mandalore battle. Uh, and this actually takes place after um, sort of Anakin's turn to the dark side. Uh, and so that's why at the beginning of, or, you know, when young Ahsoka and Anakin are looking at the battle um, during this, like, flashback phase of, of the episode, um, Anakin says he doesn't remember this fight, and Ahsoka almost sheepishly is like, yeah, I know, like, you weren't here, or something to that effect. <laughs> right. I don't remember what the exact quote was. Um, but so during the Siege of Mandalore battle, we also get to see um, the, I think they're called, and this isn't the official Star Wars name, this is, I think, a fan-given name. They're called the Maul DeLoreans. Have either of you ever heard that? Oh, I don't think I have. That's funny. I have not. The the members once once Darth Maul took over Death Watch, uh, in the Clone Wars series, and then the the, the Death Watch members had like the horns. The horns, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we got to see a couple of those that Ahsoka mm -hmm. takes on, and and even uh, at this point in the in the in the episode, you know, she no longer has the green lightsaber. She has the double blades and. Um, and in terms of being a swordsman, she is much more skilled and accomplished during this scene. Uh, and then shortly thereafter, if you're watching the video podcast, you sort of see this conversation that both Anakin and Ahsoka are, are having as they stare at the aftermath of the uh, of the Siege of Mandalore. And it's at this point that Anakin starts kind of speaking to her again, and and slowly his his eyes begin to uh, turn Sith red. What what were your immediate thoughts when when you saw that, uh, Alex? What about you? What did you think of um, Anakin's eyes? <laughs> I think I was a little worried. Like, okay, where are they taking this? Where is this going? Or you know what? Obviously, going into knowing that this is going through their past, and also going through maybe feelings that she needed to work through. So, I kind of saw it as maybe this is their way to of her working through this idea of you know, could I have done anything differently? Could I have helped him in some way from preventing this and or kind of taking out her rage on the fact that he did turn to the dark side? And I kind of took that. That was my my first thought is just maybe this is her way of just fighting her, not necessarily fighting, but like letting her emotions out and like being able to attack him in that manner while he's Vader to be like, I... Mm. I'm getting all this rage out, you know, like how you would see someone like pounding fists, but not like in a cruel manner, but just kind of getting that emotion out and working through it. So, yeah, I can. That's that's kind of my initial thoughts. Hmm. And actually, if again, if you're watching the video version, you see the the image of Anakin igniting. Uh, I think this is the first time we've ever seen this in live action or animated. Um, his hilt, but with the red lightsaber mm. so it's yeah. specifically the anakin saber but 
the Vader, or it's the Anakin hilt, I should say, but it's you know the red colored saber, which I don't know. Again, this was this was kind of surprising to see because we've never seen him, uh, at least in non Darth Vader form, with with the red saber. Uh, Joey, what I, what about you? What were your thoughts on this uh, this scene after the little discussion? Anakin when when his eyes went red, I was like, "Oh, it's on! Let's go! Let's see what <laughs> Let's where this it. is going to end up." I mean, you know, we've said time and time again, lightsabers—that's what Star Wars is all about. So to to see another fight, you know, probably the last time we'll see these two fight against each other. Um, you know, we've seen it, we've seen it in Rebels. You know, when they were when he was his Vader, but to see it here as part of her, you know, final bit of training, as he said. I think it was, it's only fitting. I think, I forget, I think maybe Alex mentioned closure, you know, the closure that she needed in order to kind of move away from any thoughts of whether it's guilt or, you know, kind of just leaving things, you know, left unsaid and undone. You know, she, she you know, we're able to finally get to this point. So to, to end it with a lightsaber battle just kind of seems appropriate to me in the Star Wars, in the Star Wars world. Yeah, and... uh Shortly thereafter, at the at the end of the battle, well, I guess before the end of the battle, did did either of you get the sense? Because it crossed my mind when we were watching it together last night. Um, did Ahsoka's eyes begin to turn red as well at any point, or was that just because she was staring so, at a red lightsaber? I I couldn't quite tell, but I got that same because they kind of got a very big like a close up onto her eyes and so you couldn't tell if it was from the lightsaber or if it meant that maybe she mm-hmm. had a little bit of like ooh she has a little bit of darkness in her as well or yeah it was it was interesting cuz they decided to like the way that the image was it was it was close up on her eyes mhm i think yeah. it was very much on purpose that to to give us that little bit like oh you know cuz i think even when we watched it we're like oh wait a minute i think i see something Something we haven't seen before. We haven't seen a dark Ahsoka ever before. So, um, but maybe that it was just. Uh, I'm sure that was done on purpose to to raise a couple of eyebrows. But at the end of it, it was just a reflection. Yeah, and um, at the end of this battle, um, you know, Ahsoka disarms Anakin and and has the opportunity to strike him down. And actually, I felt like I was almost. It felt like a parallel to. Um, Anakin and Dooku in many ways because she you knows she's holding the saber mm-hmm. at his neck sort of and has the opportunity to to do it and rather than do so she kind of just throws it over the edge and and uh, well, perhaps one of the best lines of the episode she says I choose to live um, and then Anakin's eyes slowly start to subside from the the yellow Sith color and um, which also alludes to the fact that Anakin in many ways like he he brought balance to the force because he is the balance in the force like he mm-hmm. there's so much like good and and evil frankly that like occupied him uh sort of simultaneously throughout many parts of his life and so you know he he is the chosen one not only because he brought balance to the force but because he kind of exemplifies what balance is and that was another great thing that i thought this right. scene did in depicting it in that manner um and, and also like I don't know what it was, but just looking at Hayden throughout this entire scene, I was like, especially like after the Sith eyes go away, he's like, he just looks like so happy, you know? Right. Um, and, and, and again, as a byproduct of that, uh, you see Ahsoka's demeanor like very changed for the rest of the episode. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. 
Something that I think I think Alex, uh, if I'm not mistaken, at some point for the end of today's podcast, you might talk about sort of in something you're going to talk about. But um, so we'll we'll leave that on the table for now and we'll continue with the episode. Um, As Ahsoka wakes up from the world between worlds, the water sort of like slowly rising above her head and um, she emerges from the water on on Satos and is pulled up by a squadron. Uh, In my head, I was like, how did she? How did she survive that long being in the water there? But uh, I guess, I guess, you know. Well, she chose to live, Ben. So, I mean, that's. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I, can't, I can't argue with that. You and, can't again, choose this... to live and then die right in the middle of the water. Right. That'd be the worst ending of uh, Soka right there. Right. Yeah. And again, this is like one of the things that bothers me about sometimes with Star Wars thinking, like people who are critical of it, and I'm doing it right now. So I'm like kind of a hypocrite, <laughs> is that like they think like way too. Um, I don't want to say critically because I think it's important to think critically, but like sometimes like the point is for you to not understand it. You mm-hmm. know, like the force in many ways is not meant to be something that is just like concrete and understandable. It's well defined. Myst- right. It's very mystical in many ways. And so the fact that she was underwater, but like operating within the world between worlds, um, I don't see that as something that's like, you know, hard to come to terms with per se. I just, Thought I'd throw that out there in case anyone else had the same thought as me. Um, and then, of course, Ahsoka meets with Hera and Jason uh, where the map was destroyed back at the little, uh, I don't know what you would call that, that centerpiece almost, that, mm-hmm. that location of uh, jagged rocks. And then uh, she uses, and I forget the name of the Force ability. I want to say it's uh, uh, psychometry. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> sure. Go with that. She uh, she senses what happens and and you know uh, finds out that Sabine has has left with Balin and and Shin and Morgan Elsbeth on the way to Thrawn and Ezra and so um, and you see almost this like renewed sense of confidence within her mm-hmm. like they sh- this is the time where they should be the most hopeless but it definitely seems like the like the most hopeful version of Ahsoka that we've seen uh, in the show so far almost like. She has just this like smirk about her with most of what she says, but not in a snarky way, like mm-hmm. in a in a peaceful way more so. Um, and so Captain Carson and the new uh, is kind of uh, assigned the responsibility by Hera to not let the New Republic fleet to come through and uh, and interrupt the the mission that Ahsoka and Hu Yang are going on, which of course is uh, with as we noted in the reaction yesterday, uh, the Purgles is the solution to how they're going to make their way to finding Ezra and Thrawn and, and Sabine and, and the rest as well. Uh, and so Mon Mothma tells Hera, and this is kind of what we alluded to earlier in the podcast, but that she must return to Coruscant and, and potentially be stripped of her, her rank of general. Ahsoka then, uh, meanwhile, goes up to the Purgle and uh, she uses that same, you know what this part reminded me of? Um, I know, Joey, you've seen this because we saw it together. Alex, have you seen um, the very first Tales of the Jedi episode with Ahsoka? Yes. The one where she's like a baby? With the saber, or it's like a saber tooth or something, yes. and she goes and, yes. Oh, I, yeah, I yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's what this scene with the Purgle, she she climbs out of the ship with Hu Yang and, and, you know, so that she can meet the Purgle. I wouldn't say face to face, but the Purgle's face is a whole lot bigger than her face. Uh, but you get my drift. She kind of like, you know, reaches out her hand. And and I immediately thought of that scene from Tales yes. of the Jedi. I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. So you know, I forgot about that. Nice one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and, then, and then meanwhile, I don't remember if we talked about this as we were watching the episode or not, but I was definitely thinking, like, how are they going to get the ship to go with the Pergil? Right. And, uh, of course, the solution is, well, let's fly the ship into the Pergil's mouth. <laughs> uh, which I guess, I guess, hey, if that works. Uh, what did right. you think about this scene with, with all the Pergil? I mean, it was, it was great seeing them in live action, but especially this many of them in live action. Uh, Joey, what were your? Or, oh, yeah, Alex, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 go great. for it. All you. Um, I I was hoping they would show us more of the Purgles because they showed a little bit of them in episode four as she looks up and she sees them kind of in the clouds, and so um, it was really almost majestic. I feel like it really went well with what and and like you mentioned, I I have a little piece later that I want to talk about, but I felt like it just really went well with the transformation after she came out of the world between worlds and just kind of this renewed sense of confidence. And like somehow the purgles make me feel like that signified that in mm -hmm. a way, if that makes sense, just mm -hmm. kind of like flying up in the air with these purgles, just kind of majestically floating next to you. It just feels kind of cool. Yeah, I would say I would agree with that totally. Uh, Joey, did you have any thoughts on the Purgles? It was so, like, like you all said already, it's so cool to see them in live action. And I remember when we had watched Rebels, you know, for one of our episodes, we had watched the last uh, season of Rebels, and obviously the the Purgles were a part of that. To to think that, that they were going to actually show up here, I, I, I don't think I really even really thought that that was going to be a thing up until they kept showing up during the series and you're like, all right, here we go. And to have, and uh, you know, we mentioned like the massiveness of how big these are. And then Ahsoka picks like the hugest one, big mama purgle, you know, that to, to jump in their mouth and, you know, fly off to the, another, another galaxy. So I, it was just, I, and Alex, the way you're even explaining all this now, I'm like, wow, I didn't even think of it like that. So this is one of my favorite things about Star Wars fandom is that you, you talk to enough people, you're like, wow, I did not even think of that. Yeah, the, the, whole, the whole segment with the Fergil was just, I don't know. It, it, was, uh, it was cool to see them come to life in live action and depicted the way they, they did. And, um, and so, of course, you know, Ahsoka, as we mentioned, she, she reaches out, she... He has the pergil open its mouth. Hu Yang flies the ship into the pergil. And I think it's after they're actually in the pergil's mouth. Uh, I think it's after where Hu Yang asks her um, something to the effect of like, like, where are we going or something like that? And uh, or, or, or do you know where we're going? And Ahsoka is like, no. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Hu Yang just has this moment where he's like, it was, the way they did it, he didn't even say anything, but it was almost this like, this look of disbelief on right. on his uh, robotic face. So I thought that was pretty funny and, and worth noting as well. But uh, Ahsoka also makes the promise to Hera that she'll find uh, Ezra and Sabine, and and then a uh, a cool uh, a cool note here from Hera is that she says, "May the Force be with you." As as Ahsoka is uh, getting ready to head off there with Hu Yang. Yeah, so, and, I, and I mentioned that's a that's a bit of a. Empire Strikes Back callback when, yes, when there when Han had been taken away by from Bo, by Boba Fett, and I think Lando, Lando, Lando actually tells Leia, you know, you know, we'll find Han. Han oh, I'm sorry, we'll find Han. 
<laughs> I promise. Yeah. And, then, Ooh, and then calling him Han instead of Han. Joey. Yeah. I listen, listen. I corrected it. I got it right. Um, but then, uh, then Luke, Luke is the one that actually says, "May the Force be with you." But same kind of callback. It that it had those same type, that same type of beat that reminded me. Kind of my uh, Spidey sense went off in my ears when I heard that. I know that. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this is where the episode ends, and and there's actually like a pretty long pause after they jump to light speed, and I think the three of us were all like, "Are we? Is is that it? Like we <laughs> thought, like maybe we get like a little taste of Sabine and Ezra and Thrawn or something at the end of the episode, but mm-hmm. um, no, 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 uh, no, Balin, no Shin, no Morgan, no Sabine, no Ezra, no Thrawn in this episode. So I was I hoping only... I, I was hoping the Pergil was going to like actually pass them in traffic. You know, I, like, yeah. you know, that would have been, been great. They just like kind of drove yeah. by and they're like, hey, Sabine, you know, we'll see yeah. you over there. Yeah. The other thing that we noted during the live reaction was that we're like, how do they know where to stop? And then, Joey, I think it was you that said, eh, it's just like a little bus where you press the button when you need to yeah. get off. <laughs> yeah. But that is interesting to note how they'll, you know, maybe the Perga will just go to the same place it went to the first time. With well, just like Ahsoka said, it's, you know. Anywhere is better than nowhere, right? Yep, yep. Uh, that's a great quote. Yep, and and I guess we'll truly find out in five days where where is somewhere. So, well, uh, and then that kind of concludes the episode. So now that we've walked our way through it, I think we'll we'll each talk about perhaps our favorite moment from the episode, and and as well give our our grading of the episode. We gave our initial gradings yesterday, and then we'll give our final gradings uh, before we sign off today. So. Uh, just to start us off, Alex, do you want to go first and talk about maybe your favorite moment of the episode, something that we alluded to, uh, I think, once or twice already in this recording? Yeah. Uh, so I, I I, think I've mentioned a couple of times, it was interesting, I think, for me to see her kind of emerge from the world between worlds. And um, I think it's after she kind of wakes up and talks to Hu Yang and asks him, you know, what's going on? Something I guess I noticed was just the way that she was dressed. Um, she is in most of the episodes dressed in a darker garb of clothes or more muted tones. And I noticed as the episode went on after that, as she's gaining confidence and using her her memory to kind of recall what's happening and feeling more confident of like, we're going to go up to the Purgle and we're going to figure out how to get Sabine back. Um her clothes just kept getting lighter and like almost like I think of someone kind of releasing all of this tension. Like now that she knows kind of what she went through in the, in the moments with Anakin, I felt like you kind of see this new, almost like free Ahsoka. Not, I feel like maybe that she was, trapped like we've we've kind of seen her maybe trapped like in her own mind about certain things and feeling unsure of you know do I want to um bring on Sabine you know going through through those type of questions um so I just that was one of my favorite things it almost felt like I mentioned with the purgles and you're like up in the air and it's almost just like a majestic kind of floaty feeling I don't know I just kind of got that sense of them bringing in this like brightness to the end of the episode before we go inside the purgle of just kind of giving us a freedom effect that she had kind of she decided to live 
Mm. You know, that's like the best way I can describe it. So I really like I I really thought that was a nice subtle touch that I noticed. Are either of you by chance Lord of the Rings fans? Mm -hmm. I am, yes. So that's what I thought of oh. in, with this particular. Like it felt very Gandalf-esque, like right, right, yeah. You know, being being resurrected and then like right. you're you've you've thrown off the the gray mm -hmm. uh, neutral garb and are now wearing this like bright white garment. Love so, that, yeah, um, yeah. I, as that's you right. as you said, yeah, definitely not an accident in in terms of the no. the using of the of the wardrobe for the end of the episode for the mm -hmm. Ahsoka. Uh, Joey, what about you? What was your favorite moment from the episode? I really liked the use of Darth Vader, Dark Side Anakin in this episode. I mean, it's something you just haven't seen in so long. And to finally see it again, kind of in a in a new way. I mean, I guess we did see it in, in, in Kenobi, but um, just with with Ahsoka, you know, we've never really seen these two go at it in live action. So to 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 be able to experience it finally was really cool experience. I mean, we know that her that she had fought as you know, him as Vader in Rebels, but to see it again, any lightsaber battle is great. To see it in in this in this perspective in the in this way, it was just uh, super cool. And I was just I was just so happy when it was going on, even though I wasn't quite sure exactly what was going on at the moment when I was watching it, but um to uh to to see it all to see it all happen here was uh, a lot of fun yeah i would agree i would also pose a question to both of you in in regard to this as well and it's something i asked you yesterday actually and, and i would be curious to see if your thoughts have changed because mine have but i would be surprised if both, either of yours have um simply is this anakin i think i asked you both that mm -hmm. before the episode yesterday and I think you both said yes, and I was like, "Oh, I'll take the no side." Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would, I would actually, having now seen the episode, feel like it actually is Anakin's mm -hmm. Force Ghost. Mm -hmm. uh, Agreed. I, I mean, have either of your thoughts shifted on that, or pretty much where you were at yesterday? I think I would um, still like. I would agree with what my sentiments were yesterday that it was Anakin, and I think, like you touched on Ben earlier, where. It's a great example of them showing that he was the balance. You know, we do, mm -hmm. when you have Anakin, you do have the light and the dark. And you want, they, it was great that they showed that. Um, that even though um, I'm thinking back to like episode, uh, let me see, six, uh, where they show, I think they had edited it once they had done the prequel episodes and they added Anakin's force ghost and they right. took out the older actor yeah, yeah. and people were just up in arms about like, well, why, why are we seeing him when he was younger? Like what does, and George looks like, well, first of all, I make the rules. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that kind of harkens back to when he was talking about it then, you know, we're seeing someone who like, that was him kind of balancing those forces. And that was how, he will kind of be remembered. And so I think that was kind of a great way to explain that even though he's in this world between worlds, he still kind of has, you know, a little bit of both there. Mm -hmm. You think that actor who they edited out gets residuals from Return of the Jedi still? That's a great question. <laughs> That's a good question, know. actually. I don't know. Someone, someone out there look it up and let us know. <laughs> um. My favorite moment from the episode was definitely, I, I would just broadly say the Clone Wars flashback as a whole. 
Um, and if I had to focus on any specific portion of the flashback, it would probably be uh, young Ahsoka. Um, and I hope I'm not mispronouncing her name, but Ariana Greenblatt was like something that I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know she was going to be in this show or in the episode. I didn't know she was going to be portraying Ahsoka. I didn't even know we were going to see young Ahsoka in this show. So, right. so to experience the Clone Wars in live action in a way that felt like genuinely some of my favorite Star Wars, um, not just like since the Disney acquisition, but like for those like 10 or 15 minutes, maybe like my favorite star, some of my favorite Star Wars ever. Uh, it just felt really special to me. And not simply for the nostalgic effect. I mean, that was definitely there. Um, and it was a large reason why I loved it, if I'm being completely honest. But uh, nice. more so for like the, like the, like the character development of Ahsoka, who is admittedly also my favorite character. Um, to to see her, as as we've talked about for this whole podcast, kind of have to struggle with these thoughts of life and death and what it means to be a shadow warrior, if you will, and um, just everything about it—the callbacks, the nostalgia. Yeah. the development of ahsoka and uh just i i loved it i i loved it a lot so that was my favorite part of the episode personally so at this point uh i think we're we're ready for some episode grading mm -hmm. um i i'll keep my score that i gave yesterday and and stick with it too. i i'm i'm yeah. way too biased so yeah, I can yeah. totally understand if there's people out there who are like, I liked it, but it wasn't quite a 10. Mm -hmm. I hear you. Yeah. I'm still giving it a 10. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I just everything about it. And I, I will. I've rambled too much already, but um, it is my favorite character in Star Wars. It not only did her justice, but went above and beyond and also gave us Anakin in the process of doing so. And so yep. just all of that together, I. I I loved the episode. My favorite episode of the show so far, personally. Mm -hmm. What about you two? Uh, Joey, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I think yesterday I said it was a 9. I'll give it a... I'll bump it up 9.5 to uh, out of 10. Yes! I still, I still liked... <laughs> I still liked the last episode a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. That's kind of how... Because I, I gave that one a 10. So, I kind of... I still like that one just a tad bit more. Um, but, uh, not to say that... I mean, this was an incredible episode. I was smiling ear to ear the entire time and yeah it, it's it goes it shows a lot about what Dave Filoni understands what needs to be in these types of shows so um 9.5 solid 9.5 and uh I'm, I'm hoping that the rest of the series ends up this way as well I think there's yeah. a chance it could what about you Alex uh I was gonna say I bumped mine up to 9.5 I know I said nine yesterday yeah. um but <laughs> I I think Hayden really elevated this episode mm -hmm. for me. Um, anything that he's in is always great because it's more that we get to see of Anakin and understanding his story. Um, and then, like mm. you mentioned, you know, getting to really see not just current day Ahsoka, but just getting that background that we were kind of waiting for. Mm -hmm just felt so refreshing to finally see and like, oh yes, we finally get to see this part that we've been wanting to, to see happen. So I would say my hope was to, to see something with Thrawn or like a little tidbit at the end would have been great. I think that would have bumped it up to a 10 for me. Like, mm. oh, give me everything. But yeah, <laughs> it was a great episode. 
Yeah. Yeah, like we mentioned, that was kind of the one thing that this episode didn't have that the previous one did. It didn't have like that shocking thing that happened at the end to hold you to the next episode where you were like, oh, no way. That's, what you know, like it did with Anakin from episode four to episode five. But anyways, yeah. Um, hey, both of you, both of you elevated your scores. <laughs> That's, That's right. all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we've had a blast today breaking down Ahsoka episode five. Uh, we will be breaking down the sixth episode of Ahsoka during next week's podcast. Uh, and the day prior to that, we'll also be releasing our reaction to the sixth episode as well. And a very special announcement is that next week uh, will be the 50th episode of Hot Hangout Podcast and the one-year anniversary, uh, which we are very, very excited about. Um First of all, we want to say thank you to each and every single one of you who has ever listened or watched the Hoth Hangout podcast. Um, it's it's a uh, it's a joy to be able to talk about something that we love so much and something that we hold dear and is a very special part of our lives. And and not only that, but share it with others who are like minded and have those similar interests. And so uh, it's been a blast. Here's to one year, and here's to many more. So uh, joining us, join us on next week's podcast where we'll be. Uh, perhaps answering some questions from anyone out there. Uh, if you have thoughts on Star Wars, doesn't even have to be a question. It can be just something you noticed in an episode. Or uh, we would love and encourage you to uh, send us your uh, thoughts or questions to hothangout at gmail.com. Or if you have Twitter, you can tweet at us there or X now, I guess we should still be calling it. Uh, send us something over on that platform as well. We'll be looking. Their Instagram DMs, whatever you got, we'll be looking for them here in the next week and hopefully talking about them on next week's show. Um, additionally, we also wanted to mention, uh, and Joey, I think you had that special other announcement yeah. you wanted to talk about. Quick quick thing, we haven't announced specifically what we're doing for it yet, but we still do have this box of Star Wars flagship uh, that we're going to be uh, giving away as part of our one-year anniversary. So be on the lookout for information on that. Yes, I would I would think in all likelihood we'll have some sort of um, announcement, perhaps either on socials or during next mm -hmm. week's podcast episode um, with details regarding the the winner or how to uh, win that box that you just saw Joey uh, talk right. about there. So, um, yeah, one year podcast anniversary coming next week. We also want to say a big special thank you to Alex for joining us this week. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you on, and, and it's just Thank been you. awesome to not only uh, discuss and break down the episode, but react yesterday, and and uh, it's been a pleasure. Again, this is this is really my, today and yesterday, my first time getting to like meet uh, <laughs> and talk with you about Star Wars, and so um, I would also just say, you know, if you ever want to talk about Star Wars, um, you know, Joey and I always love doing that, whether it's on a podcast or just because we love Star Wars outside of a podcast, so um Thank you for being here, Alex. And, no and we also wanted to give you the chance to, if you want to let the listeners know yeah. um, where they might find you on socials or whatnot. Well, thank you so much. It's been every time I've been on this podcast, you, um, Joey's been wonderful. And Ben, you've been wonderful. So thank you so much for, for giving me that opportunity to be here um, and talk about Star Wars. Um, but you can find me on Twitch. I stream um, Monday through Thursdays. Right now we're playing through Starfield for the whole month of September. So if you want to watch me do that and and kill myself over and over again in Starfield, <laughs> then feel free. Um, you can also find me on Twitter, X, 
and uh, Instagram at Miss underscore Alex underscore games. Awesome. And uh, again, we'll have those social links available down in the show notes, as well as the episode we talked about at the beginning of this podcast that Alex uh, was on uh, a few months ago now, episode 29 mm -hmm. of the Hawk Hangout podcast. So 39, 30. 39, 39, excuse me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we'll have those links available. Definitely, as you heard Alex say, uh, uh, the, those socials, check out the socials um, and tune in next time she's playing Starfield. I actually haven't seen any Starfield gameplay yet, so I'll, I'll have oh, to stop by next time. I've got playing. some fun clips. We can, Joey can share them with you. It's been, it's That's been true. great. It's a lot of fun. Cool. Nice. Nice. Well, Alex, thank you again for, for being here with us today. It was a, it was a treat and a, a blast breaking down episode five with you. Of course. Thank you. And uh, join us again next week where we'll be doing our reaction to episode six, as well as the following day on Thursday morning, every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, where we break down uh, the episode that we watched the previous day. And again, that is going to be the special one-year anniversary episode. Thank you so much for listening. We want to remind you that you can subscribe to the Hot Hangout podcast channel on YouTube. And again, to all the new listeners, we want to say a very special welcome. Um, we have about 75 more of you for this podcast than we did just a week ago for the, before the last podcast. So uh, welcome to especially to all the new subscribers. And if you're not subscribed, consider doing so. You can also listen to the audio version of the podcast on Spotify and Apple and anywhere else you can get your podcasts. And leave a five-star review on the Hot Hangout podcast. We would very much appreciate that. And uh, and uh, leave us a comment as well. And give us your feedback on, on what your thoughts are on the podcast itself. Check us out on the socials. That includes TikTok, Instagram, and X at Hot Hangout on each of those. A reminder, you can uh, DM us on Instagram or tweet at us on X. Any questions or thoughts you might have regarding the latest Ahsoka news or just more broadly Star Wars in general, you can also give us that info at Hot hangout at gmail.com uh, i feel welcome to send stuff our way on the email as well uh, and lastly we want to give a big special shout out to gibbo for producing uh, all the show assets the videos everything behind the scenes uh, this neat looking snow if you're watching the video version of the podcast everything that goes into making the podcast look good uh, that's all gibbo we want to as always say thank you thank you gibbo gibbo for everything that you do and for having the smoothest producer voice of any podcast out there. It's true. <laughs> By the way, I had someone ask me who uh, in my just in my personal life who listens to the uh, the show the other day. They asked me, uh, "What does Gibbo sound like?" And this is someone who started listening after the trivia episode. Ah, uh, okay. So I directed them. I said, "Go back and watch the trivia episode because yep. for those that don't voice know, reveal." Yeah, Gibba was the moderator for our uh, trivia that Julia and I did. But uh, again, thank you to Gibbo. As always, uh, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for everything you do uh, that makes this podcast happen. Shout out to George Lucas. Shout out to Dave Filoni. Shout out to uh, Sky Guy and Snips. This has been a great episode. Uh, thank you again to Alex uh, for, for coming on and, and talking some Star Wars with us. We appreciate you. Thank you to all the listeners. We love and appreciate y'all very much as we mentioned we'll be back again next week for our ahsoka episode six reaction on wednesday morning and the ahsoka episode six breakdown on thursday morning at 11 a.m eastern which is also the one year anniversary of the hoth hangout podcast any last thoughts alex or joey 
I'm excited for episode six. Let's do it. I can't wait. Do it. Kelly, what do you think? Great time to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah. I keep saying it every time. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. It's a truly special time to be a Star Wars fan. And uh, we're all grateful to, to be part of this awesome Star Wars fandom. Thank you all for listening. As always, we appreciate you and may the force be with you.